Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network, by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, the ASU fans home away from home, Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, voted best of Las Vegas two years in a row, Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning tequila since 2011, cold beers and cheeseburgers, 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers, behind the mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994, OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office, M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest in the United States, Canada, around the world, anywhere you may be listening to us tonight. Uh, Scott Strandy joining you, not from our familiar home in Scottsdale, Arizona, but on the road tonight, once again in beautiful Lake Elmo, Minnesota, where it was a gorgeous day today, I might add. Um, and my co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful metropolis, Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you tonight? Good. By the way, yesterday we did not officially hit 100 degrees for the first time in two months. But it's wow. short-lived, but it's short-lived, Scott, because the temperature is going right back up this weekend. For Labor Day weekend, we're going to be around 110. So it's short-lived, but we can celebrate the one day of 90s and then the, the hot weather. We, we know how much you love talking about the hot weather. And, and uh, as Paul says, though, we'll talk to him in December when they're freezing and we're nice and warm in the 60s or whatever yeah fantastic okay well um i'll see you in about a week and a half then hopefully it'll cool down by then <laughs> okay it's it's club hockey southwest weekly we always uh bring it for uh, club hockey southwest weekly because we love talking acha hockey uh we hate using the word club but as i've told everybody it's the only way that we can actually uh get this separated between our ncaa show and our professional hockey show. So another great show lies ahead of us. We've got a great guest, a former University of Arizona Wildcat player and volunteer coach after he finished his playing career, and now the uh, director of hockey operations, the head coach at uh, the ACHA D1 level at Maryville University, just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, John Hogan is going to be joining us here in just a minute. So, um, Stephen, before we get to our special guest tonight, a uh, special time, um, because we've been doing our Minnesota week and we had to do a little adjustment um, with Rob Stauber on the professional side. So he'll be joining us tonight in our second show of the day. It's a doubleheader. Uh, in baseball, what do they say? Let's play two? Well, let's, uh, let's do two tonight. How's that? That's good. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, you and Zach will get to do that show in a little while and uh, have have him on and uh, continue Minnesota Week. So that should be good. And we're looking forward to doing this show here tonight and uh, talking some hockey with, uh, with John Hogan. 
Well, let me tell you just a little bit about uh, what my week has been like. You know, you and I were out at the, uh, the golf tournament in Las Vegas, uh, helping the f- fundraising efforts for the uh, UNLV Skate and Rebels. Uh, then I moved on to Denver. Then I moved on to Kansas City. Then Sunday, I made the trip from Kansas City to St. Louis to meet up with John because I did a little a Sunday special with him, uh, which we're going to promote a little bit more tonight and talk a little more about that. But um, St. Louis will be the home of the 2021-2022 uh, ACHA National Championship. So uh, it really ties things in. Um, with the pandemic going on right now, we don't know what's going to happen with the 2021 and 2021 national championship but you know who knows that may uh that may be moved around two or different things that are talked about right now so we'll talk a little bit about that as well um just to give you a little background on the sunday special we talked about what john's done uh stepping in and taking over that program and take starting it from scratch basically with without a team and without a uh, an arena, all of those good things, and to be able to move it in and now have three different teams playing, uh, just a fantastic job on his part and the university and the whole uh, St. Louis area hockey community I know has been a part of it. So we'll jump into that in just a minute. Um, let's quickly recap, though, the uh, the event up at UNLV because pretty impressive. They drew 144 players, so many players they couldn't even let their coaches play in the tournament. <laughs> it was a warm day out there, but I think everybody had a great time. It was. It was a really good time. Yeah, I, it was uh, sold out. I'm glad you knew the number. I wasn't exactly sure what the number was, 144 players. Uh, all the sponsors were filled. In fact, I think uh, uh, Nick Raboni later on when he came and found us and uh, talked to us for a few minutes said that there was a, even a, a backlog, I guess, or of sponsors that wanted to get in, but they couldn't, couldn't fit us in, couldn't fit them in. We were lucky enough, you were lucky enough to get a spot in the, uh, in the sponsorship in one of the holes, and we were on hole 15, and we had some great people come by. Come by. Obviously, all the, the golfers at some point did. Um, some, some of the music was great. I know you were loving that with the groups, <laughs> of, of the singing and the music they were playing, because as you were talking, as you were saying out there, when when golf is such a serious sport, usually you know you're you you just it's it's you know there's no you know that's what, even I'm gonna tell you a quick golf joke that I always use. I, I heard this somewhere. I, I thought it. was funny. I love it. Why 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 are golf announcers so quiet? Because they don't want to wake anybody up. Because you know usually it's so quiet. You got you know it's so peaceful. You don't want to. That's why the golf announcers on the TV are so quiet because they don't. But not at this thing. This meeting was music. They were drinking. The people were having a good time, which is which was great. And there were some good shots being hit too, at, the, at least at hole fifteen. Yeah. So well, we were on such beautiful holes. Well, we could get to overlook the city and had a chance to see the par three hole where they were competing for a, a special gift prize from uh, Nike, I think it was. But yeah. um, okay, one other thing to talk about. Uh, we also found out today. That the uh, or today or yesterday, the days are starting to run together, Stephen. But <laughs> right. uh, the uh, Oceanside Ice Arena started a college le- college elite hockey league uh, for their club players to uh, to get some ice time and some competitiveness prior to the official start of the ACHA season. So a lot of the players now are buying into a a, a, a league set up for collegiate elite hockey players rated Oceanside Ice Arena. So I saw the jerseys were out today, and um, that's a good way. We've been wondering, uh, how are guys going to stay sharp? What's your university going to allow you to do? What are they not going to allow you to do? Well, this is separate of school. This is just 
players like they were playing in a men's league, only it's set up for elite college players. So that should be interesting. We'll keep tabs on that as well. Um, in the meantime, let's take a, a quick two-minute break. Let's come back and let's bring on John Hogan and start talking some hockey and some national tournament stuff and all the good things that are happening down in the St. Louis metro area. So you and I will be back in two minutes with our special guest from Maryville University, the head coach, director of hockey operations, John Hogan, will be joining us soon. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champion. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. All right, we're back. Another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, Scott Strandy in Lake Elmo, Minnesota tonight. Stephen Marsh joining me as always from Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, Stephen, it's our pleasure to introduce our special guest tonight, the uh, director of hockey, um, the head coach of the ACHA program, the guy that started three teams at uh, Maryville University just outside of St. Louis, Chesterfield, Missouri, to be exact, um, and our Sunday special guest as well. So, John Hogan, I, I run a lot of things to say. I, I told you when we 
we met on Sunday that I called you player first. Now I call you coach. I don't know what I'm going to call you next. President? Who knows, right? John, are you there with us? I can see him. I think he might have a mute button on. If uh, if you want to tap on that button, John, and maybe you can come through. I, I see your your icon is lit up. So okay, as we wait for for John to get connected <laughs> with. Oh, there he is. How what are about, you, my what friend? About, what about now? <laughs> you gotta love technology, right? You don't actually. <laughs> we got you. We got you loud and clear. Uh, How you guys? How are you, my friend? Comment. We're good. I wanted to make one comment about your your golfing at the UNLV golf tournament. Um, <laughs> okay. You guys, you guys, you guys mentioned that. You guys mentioned that. Uh, right there. Is anything quiet in you in uh, in Vegas? I, I believe everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not, <laughs> not much, John, but uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. I told you I wanted to have you on because we got so many things to promote and, and so much excitement going on, and you and I talked a lot about it. But uh, for those that don't know, I played that little segment uh, for you of uh, Arizona Wildcat Hockey. I hope you got to hear that okay. Uh, that was our friend, uh, Tim Gasson, who passed away uh, nearly a year ago now, uh, unexpectedly, and uh, it was a big loss for, for the hockey community in Arizona, certainly at the University of Arizona. So um, Coach Berman has asked me to keep that for as long as I can and play that every now and then to, uh, to kind of boost morale around things. But uh, let's start right there, John. Tell us a little bit about playing at the University of Arizona and what that was like for both you and your twin brother, Toppy. Yeah, you know, uh, as, as Scott, as we've talked in great length about, um, you know, we, we actually didn't start playing there till our sophomore year. And um, it was just a tremendous opportunity for us. And, um, you know, we can't thank Coach Berman enough for, for giving us that shot and uh, was lucky enough to have, you know, two and a half years of a lot of fun and a lot of fun games at the TCC. And, um you know, there, there's not many uh, places like Tucson uh, to play hockey. Um, you know, obviously with the Roadrunners now, the hockey is is uh, is growing in the Southwest. But when we kind of started there, uh, you know, six you know six years ago, it was still uh, people were still trying to figure out what hockey was all about. So um, it was a lot of fun to play in Tucson, and we have a, a lot of great memories. If it's a national tournament, if that's you know, playing against ASU and all those games, it, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, you got you got to experience some of those games, too. Absolutely, I did. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, St. Louis, Missouri to uh, the University of Arizona and Tucson, how in the world does that happen? But the Hogans have been uh, fixtures at the University of Arizona for a long time, haven't they? Yep, my uh, my dad went there, my mom went there, uh, sister, brother-in-law, aunts and uncles. So uh, we didn't even apply to any other schools. We were going there whether we liked it or not. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so so you finish up your career, uh, and I think this needs to be told again, and people will see it on the Sunday special because they went into detail on it. But just briefly, John, tell us how things happened that, that you ended up leaving Tucson, going back home, if you will, to the St. Louis area and taking over a program that wasn't even off the ground yet when you became on board. 
Yeah, so I guess I, I don't want to share too much because we'll give away the Sunday special. Am I right, Scott? Um, so try to give. Yeah, you uh, can tell. Yeah, you can tell a little bit though, like just yeah. how you ended up there, because we'll go into detail on the show, and and once we see your beautiful face, everybody will be coming back for that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think we'll just stay away. Um, <laughs> so I'll give the footnotes, but um, I, you know, I was as you mentioned earlier, I was uh, a assistant coach out there after I played, and I was getting my masters, and still trying to figure out what my next step was going to be. And uh, I was home for for Chris. I was home for Christmas, and um, you know, I was I was lucky enough to kind of know some people and they were looking for a, a, a coach at, at Maryville to start a program. And, um, I, I don't know if I was, um, you know, uh, stupid enough or, uh, but whatever it was, <laughs> I, I was one of the few people that put up their hand and said, I'll, I'll give it a go. So, um, that was, you know, I, that was, uh, you know, and, and after that we've, uh, had two seasons already and now going into our third, hopefully one of these days. And, um, from one team, we've got to two teams, now to three teams. So one of those things where, you know, you try to be a good person, you try to do the right things, and life has a funny way of, uh, you know, making your own luck and giving you a couple bounces. So very fortunate to be at a place like Maryville that gave me a start and, um, you know, supports us so much. Okay, Stephen, I'm going to let you jump in after this question, but I want to uh, I want to touch on one more thing because, John, starting a program from scratch is not easy. We all know that. And I guess when I look at uh, what Danny Royce had to do at Grand Canyon, it's a very similar situation. Uh, the difference, I think, is is the way Maryville University has jumped in and, and with both feet, I guess, right? I mean, they built you a beautiful arena. They got a nice locker room, a nice coaches facility. You got everything that you could ever ask for. And um, so I saw the, the parallels right there, but Danny hasn't had quite the opportunity to to have a facility to go along with what you're doing, but building programs like that. So if you can tell us in a nutshell, how hard is it to not only build one team, to build three teams? You know, it's um, it's difficult. There's just no other way around it. You 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 have to get everything off the ground, um, you know, in, in a timely manner. And it's you're you're doing it with a face of a, of a university. And it's you know you you don't you can't you know you can't fail. Like you, there there's no other option. You you have to succeed. And um, there's some tireless nights, and there's some times where you're you know in your bed till three or four a.m. recruiting, looking on your laptop because you don't have any other option. There's only one way it can go and you have to succeed. Um, and I think Danny and I have had long conversations about this of, uh, finding different, you know, recruiting tactics, you know, going out kind of, um, you know, to different pools and on all this, on all these different things. And, um, it, it's, it's really hard. And, you know, for, for myself who, you, you know, there's some growing pains and there's some, there's, you're going to make some mistakes on the way, um, but you just kind of have to acknowledge. Up, oh, do we still have John, or did we lose him there? I'm not hearing anything from John. Yeah, I, I see his line is blinking. I wonder if he had a uh, incoming call or something. That usually happens when you're online with us. But um, we'll hold on here just for a second and see. He, he'll probably be bouncing back in here shortly if that's what it was. We had that the other night with uh, Pat Micheletti as well. Um, I can see his lights bouncing, so I know that, that he's still talking. <laughs> We're just not hearing him. So 
Um, but let's hang on and see if we can get them. Um, Stephen, when we do get them back on here, we'll get them back in just a second. I know uh, our executive producer is trying to figure out the best way to do that. But um, as we as we speak, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see the Hogan brothers play uh, against UNLV or not, but uh, jump in there when we get John back and uh, and let's find out uh, a little bit about that. Maybe you can touch on Okay, John, are you back? Yep, I'm back. Okay, we lost you there. I don't know if you had a call coming in or not, but that happens All occasionally. Right. If somebody calls you, uh, it'll uh, it'll put us on hold for a minute. But um, So I didn't hear much of what you had to say right there, and I don't think either one of us did. So uh, if you can maybe recap that just the, the very end of it, the last minute or so, if you can no, remember what you're saying. <laughs> no, just, no, I, yeah, I, I, I repeat myself all the time, so don't, don't worry about that. Uh, this is why, this is why, uh, you know, in Maryville, they, they try not to have us print a lot of paper or put everything, you know, uh, you know, on paper and pen. This is why I, uh, I tell my kids that you're, if it's systems or whatever, you're going to get a pen and pen, uh, paper because Coach Hogan doesn't know how to work a, a laptop or an iPad and share stuff. So <laughs> this is a uh, technology at its finest with John Hogan. But uh, no, I, I, I was just, I was just, try, I was just making the comment about uh, just having the support of a university is, is, is unique um, for some people in the ACHA. And, you know, if it's Danny, if it's me, um, you know, if it's GCU or if it's Maryville, um, we, we sure are uh, fortunate to, to have those things. And, um, you know, I, I spend time at Arizona and I, and I know a lot of other schools that don't have that support and, uh, it can be an uphill battle at times. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Stephen, fire away. Sure. Uh, you know, as, as you've talked about, you know, you've just been at this new role, this position for a few seasons now there in, in Maryville, trying to build this program. And of course we're dealing with something that is unprecedented in our history was this, this pandemic we're dealing with. And I'm sure there's been a lot of challenges with that and, and, and probably a lot of learning on the fly with that. Um, how has, how has been navigating through that? Um, you know, we talked to other coaches and everyone's on the same boat, couldn't go out recruiting person. Everything's done virtually. You just talked about how the technology skills for you are not the best. So how have you been able to balance that being able to, to kind of run things off, try to get this team going and prepare for whenever the season may start? Yeah, it's it's certainly difficult, and you know the 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 you you mentioned something about kind of all of us being in the same boat or whatever, and I and I kind of tell our guys that um, I kind of go one step farther. We're we're all going through this the same storm, um, but we're all in our own little boat. You know how 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 we go how we try to navigate through this storm. Uh, there's there's no playbook to it. And as individuals, as, 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 as human beings, we all kind of go through adversity and some of these trying times in a different way. And I guess that's the, what I, how I've tried to navigate it for myself, but also for our, for our players, is just to understand that everyone's going through it in a different way. If that's their, their family background, if that's you know, parents losing jobs, if that's them struggling with you know, the, the uncertainty of it, trying to take a, an individual approach to, to every player. Um, that's kind of how I've approached it from a, from, for our kids, you know, for, from a university and, um, an ACHA standpoint, uh, you're just kind of long for the ride. There's so much that's out of your control. Um, and you're, and you're trying to do what's best for your, for our kids, for our, for our student athletes. 
but at the end of the day, um, you just kind of have to, to hang on and do what, do what you can in the meantime. And, um, you know, um, as, as some of my guys, we, we, um, we got, they got starter packets today. And, uh, one of the things that I touched on in the packet was, you know, um, as, as Scott and I think, uh, we talked about <laughs> on Sunday was, you know, we live in a can't world right now. And, um, for, for whatever reason, uh, you, you know, these kids, they can't do this. They can't do this. They can't do this. We can't play hockey. We can't do this, all this, all these kind of things. Well, why, why don't we try to rephrase that question, um, that, that premise and, and focus on what we can do? Because if, if we look back in the rearview mirror to, to if it's March, April, or May, there was a lot of things we couldn't do. You couldn't even leave your house. Um, you know, there was nothing on TV to watch. Um, you know, you, the gyms weren't open. Uh, the rinks weren't open. Um, so, so I've tried to really rephrase that, that idea for us of what can we do in the meantime and having try to have a positive outlook and know that there's everything, everything in life. Wait for this to pass us by and trust that trust that we're doing the right things in the meantime, because not, not everyone's going to be able to get through this in a positive way. There's going to be some programs, some teams that have to take a step backwards. So let's make sure that we're doing the right things in the meantime um, and, and focusing on what we can do and not necessarily what we can't do. John, that, that's a great point. And, and two things I want to bounce off of that is, number one, that, that comes a lot of stuff that I heard uh, Coach Berman tell me. Uh, as you know, he went through some personal health issues a couple of summers ago, and um, he talked about the adversity that he went through, and he said, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to focus on the things that I can do and not the things that are, that are holding me back or, or maybe causing me problems because that's not going to get me anywhere. So uh, I know that you uh, learned a lot from Coach Berman and I have a lot of compliments for him, so that's number one. Um, number two, you told me after uh, we had our lunch on Sunday, you said, why don't you go drive by the uh, – Centrine Center, right? Is that what they call it, the Centrine? Uh, Centine. Centine. Centine Center, that's it. Uh, so I said, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'm only 15 minutes away. Uh, man, oh, man, when I pulled into the parking lot, John, I almost uh, stopped my car and got out and started kissing the ground because I'd never seen anything like that. I mean, I've seen a lot of facilities. But, but one of the things that I want to point out, not only are the St. Louis Blues there, but probably one of the best teams, or not probably, they are one of the best teams, is Lindenwood University. Um, so you're just, what, 15, 20 minutes away from, from that powerhouse in, in ACHA hockey. And you talk about not failing. I mean, you don't want to fail in your own backyard even, right, with those guys. Yeah, I've, uh, I've talked to the guys at Lindenwood a couple times uh, about that, and I said, man, you – you know, you guys are already good, and now you're getting this place. Like that, that doesn't seem fair. Um, <laughs> but that it just it just shows. You know, in in the matter of two years, we the St. Louis we built five extra sheets of ice. That just shows the growth and the popularity with the help of the Blues of just hockey growing in in St. Louis and and the region. So I'm glad you popped over there. And um, I don't know if this is a perfect segue, but uh, you know that's where the the national tournament will kind of be the the host center uh, in two seasons, and um, Maryville will be kind of the, that second host location for some overflow and also probably some divisions playing out of there. 
Um, so yeah, it's going to be great for St. Louis. It's going to be great for the ACHA, in my opinion. Talk about centrally located and uh, right in the middle of, of the country. So hopefully it's good for everyone, um, but it, it will certainly be fun to have a, a national tournament in our backyard. Well, well that's the key. Is, that's the key, Scott. Sorry, that's the key is trying to please everybody because we talk a lot about you know <laughs> could Vegas get something something out here on the on the West Coast? You know when it goes to the East Coast, you got the people on the West complaining they have to go all the way across the country, or the people that are in the East they have to come all the way out west. They they they've said that St. Louis is a perfect spot because it seems like it's right in the center and it won't, it's pretty equally distant for everybody to travel to. So I think that that's what makes it a great location for something like this. Yeah, you're you're certainly not going to appease everyone, as uh, you know when there's over 400 teams in the ACHA. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be some people that aren't very uh, fond of some decisions when you go down to the Naples Convention or Ralston in one room at a time. <laughs> you know, the the best uh, the best advice I've ever been told in those meetings is uh, be quiet and keep your head down. So, <laughs> so no, it's uh, I you know it, it it's always been that kind of uh, in the ACHA when when there's so many different teams and so many different uh, people. You know, you you know, it's hard to go to to New England or Boston and have a tournament up there, and then you know it's hard to have one in Frisco, Texas, and it would you know some people would think it's hard to have one in like Denver or in in Vegas. So you know if um, you know, again, that's why I think St. Louis, um, it's, a, it's a great location for the ACHA and pretty easy to get into town. And as, as Scott, as Scott uh, you know, saw, it's um, great food. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll, uh, we're, we're really looking forward to it. We're really looking forward to it. You had to go bring that up, didn't you, the great food part. <laughs> yeah, you do. Great hospitality. That, that St. Louis Midwest hospitality. Well, I can tell you firsthand, folks here in the desert southwest, that uh, being down there for just the few hours that I was there, I'm, I'm itching to get back because the facility was fantastic. Um, it, John, at 17, when I was there, I noticed an outdoor pavilion. Do they really put ice out there and play hockey on that pavilion, or what does that pavilion do? Yeah, so there's a there's a um, they call it the barn. Um, right. So for yeah, so for like about eight or nine. Yes. So for about eight or nine months, there is ice underneath there. And, um, you know, obviously when you build a facility that costs $85 million, um, it's going to be, uh, you know, the, the technology and, and the facility is just going to be top notch. So they, um, they, they had it open from right when it opened in September all the way till March until the you know when everything closed down. So they they were still skating out there. And then the idea is um, in the summer months they'll take that um, they'll take that out and use that area as a pavilion. Um, and I believe it has about twenty five hundred seats outside seats, and they can make those bigger. Um, so for for concerts and and festivals. They'll use that uh, "quote unquote" the barn um, as a, as an outdoor entertainment center for for the summer months. So um, again, just what a, what a, what a facility to have in St. Louis um, uh, for 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 all of us. Yeah, I want to piggyback on that one one more time, John. But uh, the success that Rick Zombo's had at, at Lindenwood um, has that been a help for you starting a new program and and having a bar set quite that high or has that been uh, a challenge for you um 
I don't think anyone's ever asked me that question, Scott. So props to you. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it, it has its, um, you know, advantages and disadvantages. You know, when you, when you go to recruiting events and, you know, you mentioned, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're competing against, you know, Lindenwood and that's who we're chasing. Um, that, that itself kind of puts you on a, on a, on a level of, okay, this is how this program um, treats their hockey. This is how, this is where they want to get to. Um, so just having that name that's, you know, 15 minutes away from you is helpful, but then also at the same time, you're trying to differentiate yourself from them at the same time and saying as, as good as there are and as much as we are chasing them, you know, we do things differently at Maryville and as much as they have a, a really nice rink and brand new, you know, brand new facility, we, we have our own brand new facility and, um, and a lot of support from, from the school. They've been around for 10 plus years. We've been now, you know, I think over 15 years they've been around and we've been around for three. So, you know, it, it's, um, you know, when you, when you're comparing the two, um, you know, there are, there are some very, uh, pre, you know, um, prevalent, uh, differences, but then there, there's a lot of similarities as well. So Rick, Mark Abney, Gary Gardner have done a great job out there. And there's a reason why they're top five at D one and D two every year. Um, that they're the system that they, the equation that, uh, over there, it works for them and they do a great job out there. And, um, you know, I, I lose a, a, tr- a fair amount of, uh, recruits there every year, but, we're doing things a little different in Maryville and, um, you know, we're, we're starting to get that, that the feel of, of what it's going to take to play those, play those type of teams. If it's, and it, you know, Lindenwood, Adrian, Minot, Liberty, all those type of schools, um, you know, they've been doing it for a little bit. Um, and, uh, as Scott has heard me uh, say it multiple times, uh, Rome wasn't built in the day, but at Maryville, <laughs> we're going to try to build it two or three. So that's, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, one final thing that I'll let Stephen jump in again. Um, Coach Berman always tells me whenever I ask him about the competition level uh, in the desert Southwest anyway, he'll tell me that, you know, a high tide rises all ships. And uh, he, he looks for competition. He wants to play good competition. He wants to uh, measure himself against the best teams. And I know that's the way it is in Vegas and ASU as well. And I'm sure J- Danny wants to get to that point as quickly as possible. So I'm guessing you kind of buy into that philosophy too, from what I just heard. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> um, there, if you, if you want to be the best, you got to uh, play and beat the best. So um, I'm, I'm always trying, you know, and if it's with your, with the conference out there, if it's, um, you know, the Oklahoma's, if it's Missouri state, um, you know, Danny was go- with GCU was going to come in town to play Missouri state this year. And he was going to, we we're going to try to get a game uh, in St. Louis. Uh, Chad and I with Arizona, we've talked about doing a home and home one of these years, um, so I, so Chad can come visit our, our new hockey center and I can, uh, you know, and he can get jealous about it and I can brag about it to him. <laughs> but, uh, well, he's going to see that on that, Sunday, my friend, he's going to see all about it. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's, uh, I, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's no reason why to play some, uh, you know, some of the teams that are maybe in the, the bottom half or whatever, um, 
being being centrally located in St. Louis, there's tons of competition near us. If it's Lindenwood, if it's Iowa State, if it's Missouri State, if it's Illinois, you know, uh, we should be playing the best because that's where we want to get to. And you know, if 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 we don't want to be mediocre, um, so as as I already said, if if you want to be the best, you gotta you gotta you gotta beat the best. All right, Stephen, fire away. Sure. You know, you when you look at, uh, I guess, somebody in your in your position now, and 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 what is the, I guess, what is the funnest part about? What's the most satisfying, the funnest part about? Uh, about what you do, you know, what, what gives you joy about helping get this program together and, and just running in and being the coach and all that stuff? Um, hmm. Again, another good question. <laughs> I haven't been asked that one before either, have you? <laughs> you, guys are putting, you guys are putting me on my toes today. Um, I, I would say the, the funnest part about it, um, for me at least, is just having the opportunity to to meet so many new people, um, you know, to, to be a to be a part of some of these kids' life lives. It's just it's an honor. It's a privilege. I would say that's the the funnest thing for for me. You know, I, to be in the ring to work with these guys um, to to try to help them a little bit along in their journey. Um, it, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. I'm going to add a piece that, that we'll see on the Sunday special as well, but I think the second most important thing or the funnest thing for you is uh, taking care of Louie when you bring him out there. <laughs> John, are you still hearing me? I think we lost him again. Uh, his mascot, Stephen, and everybody listening, is a uh, St. Bernard that started off as a St. Bernard puppy and has taken off. So um, hopefully that – I can see John's light is blinking, so I know he's not far away, but John, are you still there? <laughs> okay, folks, I know we've got some technical things going on, but... Uh, I think we're asking him too tough of questions, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me, he's uh, he's up for the challenge, <laughs> as you will see on Sunday, but uh, I can see the light yeah. blinking. I, I think it must be some connection issue uh, going on, but like I said, I was going to have him tell you, and, and when we get him back here, uh, we'll have him talk about that, his mascot because that story alone is is well worth the price of admission, folks. So hopefully we'll get John back here in just a minute. There I am. Ah, there you are. There, John, there I, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you heard what I was saying, but I said I think the second funnest thing that you have is watching that big St. Bernard mascot of yours come in around the locker room and the guys <laughs> – Yes, yeah, he's a he's a big boy. Uh, <laughs> I I know we got that on the Sunday special too, but I think it's worth telling our audience tonight uh, how that all got started and, and what it is. You guys are the Saints, right? The the mascot name or the nickname is the Maryville Saints, right? Yeah. So the when the school started, it was you know hundred plus years ago, and um, you know we it was it was ran by um, I believe a, a lot of uh, a sisters order and. Um, it was primarily for nursing. So then that's kind of how the saints kind of came in. And then as we started to evolve over the past, you know, 10, 20, 34 years, um, they kind of changed that from the saints to the, you know, and we used the, the St. Bernard logo. 
So that's kind of where the Saints comes from, and uh, Louis is our, our secondary logo there with the uh, with the cool Saint Bernard. So one of our first year players thought it would be really cool uh, to go buy a big old Saint Bernard. Um, so he uh, he's 120 plus pounds. Um, he didn't start that way though, did he? <laughs> no, 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 no. He was a little guy, but uh, it didn't take him uh, very long to be a um, a fan fr- favorite and uh, grow and kind of uh, as I as I hear in that in that hockey house, uh, he kind of runs the place. I bet he does. I bet he does. <laughs> Stephen, you got another one for John here. I'll try to I'll try to stay on the the whole time so you can actually. Hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no problems, Go ahead, no problems, though. Okay. Uh, let me see. I'm looking at your bio here on your on the website, and uh, your uh, your philosophy. I'm going to read it here, and you can elaborate on this. So I think we talked a little bit about this tonight. Is if uh, says culture is everything. Without a good culture, personal growth and shared team goals can and will not be achieved. I'm uh, very aware of the fact that as we build our program, culture must be the focal of everything we do day in and day out. Uh, maybe you can elaborate on that and, and why and the philosophy. I think we talked a little bit about that tonight, but just why uh, that's so important for for the growth of your program. Yeah, I think um, you know, I, I think it's important for for any program that's to have to have a culture and have an identity. But I think it's um, it's even more important as you as you start something. You have to have the foundational pieces to grow something, um, and and you have to have those roots. Um, so for, for me, that's, that's culture. It, it's, um, w- without culture, you, you don't have anything in my opinion. Uh, culture is sustainable. Um, culture can, can weather you through storms. And for me, that's why I focus so much on it. And, uh, you know, the culture of Maryville is, you know, we're trying to find true young men and now women that, that understand uh, being a student athlete. It's not athlete student, it's student athlete and getting a good education um, at Maryville and then and then being part of a family at, at, with Maryville hockey. Um, I, f- I firmly believe before you can be a good team, you have to be a family first. Um, so that, that those are the things that we focus on that that personal um, that individual approach, um, you know uh, another another kind of philosophy I have as a coach is, um, it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and Joe's it's, it's, um, or the Jill and Jane's now, I guess, with the girls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got a girl's program now. <laughs> the girl, uh, but for the ones that I'm coaching, um, you know, that, that's, it, it's having that, it's having that approach. And, um, you know, uh, when it comes to an identity of how we play that, you know, that changes, you know, a little bit every year. Um, but that culture of, of, of those kids, um, that's the, I focus so so much on that because um, it it will be with us probably when I'm long and gone. Um, and if uh, you know we're, we're not perfect recruiters by any stretch of the imagination, so we're always going to probably have a bad apple or two that gets through uh, gets through our uh, hands. And if you have that culture, uh, it always seems to work itself out. And um, so that that's. Uh, Kind of a long-winded answer to your question of why why culture is so important to me. Okay, so uh, and I'll end it on this one uh, from my end of it, John. If Stephen's got one more, we'll bring it on. But I want you to give us a little uh, synopsis, a little look into, if you will, uh, the Saints 
ACHAD1 Saints team this year. What are you going to be like? Where is your strength going to lie? Where do you think you want to improve at? And uh, what are some of the goals, obviously, for uh, for your program once you get back on the ice and can start playing hockey games? Yeah. Um, you know, so hopefully we start back up in the first week of January. Um, and it's going to be a shortened season. Uh, Ch- Chad and I always talk about it's a, it's a marathon of a season. Not this season. It's going to be a sprint. Um, so, so for us, it's, we're going to be playing our conference games. So like 16 conference games, and then we roll right into our, uh, conference tournament and then hopefully a national tournament. So for us, it's realizing how short of a season it's going to be and maximizing that time and making sure that we're at a good place when we come back in January. And, um, so that's going to be things that we want to focus on, but, but how our team is shaping up, um, you know, we haven't even really had tryouts yet. Uh, between to, to kind of filter between our D1 and D2 team. But um, knowing a little bit about our program and how the teams are going to shape up a little bit, which is kind of my job, um, I, I think that we're going to be a really fast team. Um, we have a lot of depth up front. Um, so having that those competitive battles to get in the lineup, uh, I think that's our strength, our speed, and trying to maximize that to, to the best of our abilities. We have three really good goaltenders. We have two, um, and, you know, we have one, two, three. We have three or four sophomores in the whole program. We have a new freshman uh, goalie and uh, Dominic Boley who came in. So, um, and, and from our from our D standpoint, we're still trying to kind of, uh, we, we had one defenseman who's not going to come back till January. We're, we're still trying to talk to a couple D that we can try to get to come in January. Um but um, uh, I think I think our biggest strength is going to come from from our forwards, uh, just in terms of speed. And uh, if you talk to some some uh, some coaches in our league, speed kills. Speed absolutely kills. Um, so that's uh, you know we're, we're going to use what we have and try to force teams to play on their play on their heels. Always play on our toes um, and um, try to tr- try to wear them down with our speed. Uh, hard to believe that you're in your what third year now of, of coaching uh, because your philosophies and and I told you this all the time and I, I continue to tell it to you John is that I, I know you're going to be a huge success uh, the Sunday special is going to be a great feature so I want everybody to tune in to IcetimeHockeySW.com for that this Sunday um, you know it uh, COVID's been crazy anything can happen um, if for some reason the uh, the national tournament things get switched around and um, you got my vote for Maryville university hosting because uh, what a great facility, what what great hospitality, what great food. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's just an unbelievable site. So if you you get a chance to get to St. Louis, definitely get down there and take in some Maryville St. Hockey because John Hogan's got them on the map and they're going nowhere but up folks. So, John, I want to appreciate uh, you as always because anytime I ask, you step up. And thanks for joining us tonight. We'll uh, we'll watch for the Sunday special, and we'll certainly be keeping an eye on your program as we head towards that twenty one twenty two ACHA national tournament. Yep, I appreciate it, guys. Stephen, it was great talking to you guys. And again, my apologies for the uh, technical difficulties. That uh, I don't think that will be changing anytime soon. <laughs> that just means you're a busy man. That's how I call it. I, I told Pat McLeary that the other night too. That just means you're a busy man. And uh, you know, just for uh, for your personal knowledge, I left your place, went to Kansas City, spent the night, and then drove up to uh, to Buick and saw the. 
fighting saints also. So it's kind of been a saints trip. I kind of feel renewed and reinvigorated. I was going to say, you probably feel better about yourself. I do now, absolutely. When the saints go marching on. The saints go marching on. All right. John, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be in touch. Take care and uh, keep us informed of anything going on down the St. Louis area, okay? Absolutely. Take care, guys. All right, that was John Hogan from Maryville University, the director of hockey, the ACHA D1 head coach, Mr. Everything. I told him he had so many titles that I had a hard time just trying to figure out what to call him when I was doing the Sunday special. That will be up on Sunday, a great feature with a great young man who uh, played his collegiate hockey at the University of Arizona and probably wouldn't have had it any other way, so another tie-in to the Desert Southwest. Um, well, just think, just one thing on just I, sure. before we take the break, I just want to uh, put you know I, I it impresses me because you know I, I think about the coaches and the, the people that run these programs at these different schools. It's it's really a it's really a labor of of love a lot of times because there's not a lot of money in it for these these coaches. Some of them would just do it voluntarily. Some some get a little bit of a, of a pay pay from it, but it's it's not depending on the school. It's not it's not really a you know, enough to, 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 to live on, really. There's probably others that have other jobs and responsibilities on top of that. So the fact that they, they put the time and energy, just like we talked about how much the, the players, you know, how much they put into it because they, they're paying to play in these schools and, right. and they, the, the dedication and everything. It's the same, the same has got to be said for these coaches and for, for these these co- because, you know, in his case, he's the coach of team, but he's also running the whole program, which is now three teams and everything. And and uh, so it's really uh, it's really – I think it's it doesn't get appreciated enough. I think it's said enough about how how much uh, how great they how great of work they do to, to to give kids an opportunity to play hockey and to to be able to you know provide that for them. So, anyways, yeah, great point, Stephen. Let's take another quick break. Let's come back and let's wrap up the uh, this edition of the uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly podcast. So, Stephen and I will be back in about uh, two minutes. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. You find your prime with M-Drive. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit ease. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, 
smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, and we're back. Scott Strandy in uh, Lake Elmo, Minnesota, uh, doing the podcast from the road tonight. Stephen Marsh, as always, joining me from uh, that beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada, with a city that never sleeps, and the noise, as John said, is probably always there. <laughs> Stephen, uh, I want to touch just a little bit uh, before we wrap things up today about some of the things I've been hearing in the hockey world. Um, as I mentioned, I saw John on Sunday. Monday afternoon, I spent with uh, Coach Oliver David of the uh, Dubuque Fighting Saints USHL. Um, they have a report date set, Stephen, for the USHL to report to their camps on October 1st. They have a tentative start date of November 6th to get things going. Um, I asked Coach David about that, and he said – he gives a lot of credit to the relationship between the USHL and the NHL, surprisingly enough, uh, as far as giving them advice as to how to proceed and and how to do it maybe with some fans, uh, maybe without fans, but however it may play out. So that's an interesting concept. I saw today on Twitter that the uh, Wisconsin Capitals, uh, which are part of the USHL, I believe, um, started a, a training camp, a tryout camp, if you will, today. So that's a positive thing. Um, we had Jess Myers on from the rink live last night on the College Hockey Southwest Weekly Show, and he, he talked a little bit about at least the conference of the Big Ten, uh, considering maybe doing a bubble thing where they would bring all the teams to uh, a, a neutral site, or not a neutral site, but one site, like uh, possibly Notre Dame, and uh, have their, all their games played and their students take classes online. Uh, it's a different year, and that would be one of the options, a way to play hockey safer, if you will. So lots of things going on to talk about. Um, we already know that ACHA is pretty much committed right now to starting January 1st. So anything you have to add to any of those topics? Well, the, the last one there you mentioned, the, the, the Big Ten there, now I don't think very feasible at the at the level that we cover here with the with the ACHA with UNLV uh, Arizona ASU those you know um, because of just the money issue but uh, I, I think you know January is going to be what's going to happen you know is what we're, we're what we're going to see so um, I'd like that those other pe- the people are making the effort to try to play hockey you know try to get it in there but uh, you know we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I saw that the Big Ten in football now maybe trying to get football in, even though now they said that they were going to postpone it. So, you know, I, people are things are changing, uh, changing uh, a lot, but that's to be expected, I guess, because we're just so so much in the air. But um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 we'll see what happens. I, I as long as we get hockey in, I guess that's the important thing. The NHL season continues until October, and then you know, and then you know, hopefully January or December the the next NHL season or AHL season starts. And uh, so, yeah, but yeah. And, and I know we're club hockey, but we got a couple of minutes that we can throw at, at some things out there. So uh, the Golden Knights fell short last night in their bid to clinch and eliminate uh, the uh, Vancouver Canucks in a 2-1 game. So they'll play tomorrow night in game six. And I, I think everybody in Vegas is going like, can we just get it done already? <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you two things. I'll tell you two things on that. First of all, 
now I got plans for Thursday night uh, because it'll be the Golden Knights are playing. And so thank, thank, thank them for that, I guess. I don't know if I wanted to have <laughs> plans to watch the game Thursday night or not. Also, you know, it's 3-1 series, so you could have still 3-2. You know, I started to, started in my mind to think about last season a little bit. Thinking, oh, oh, no, no don't because, do that. Well, I know, but and and because of how it went down, Golden Knights were up three to one. They lose a they lose a very close game at home in Overton, and then they went on the road to San Jose. They they lose again, and then they had to come back and play Game Seven and lost. So I was starting to have I, in my mind. I think I don't think this is going to happen this year, but in my mind, I was just thinking, oh no, okay, this, is me, how, let, this is how last let year. Let me erase those doubts for you. I'm going to give you three things that are different, Stephen. Number one, they're not going to San Jose. It's going to be played in the same spot in right, Edmonton. So that's one right. good thing. That's one Number two thing. is they got the coach then. <laughs> you have Pete DeBoer and you've got right. uh, a, a tandem of goaltenders which are playing phenomenal. And I don't know if we can say enough about the defensive core. Uh, the yeah. job that I said maybe they might be the weak link, and they've certainly stepped up, I thought, all all yeah. playoff long to to do that. So no, it's uh, certainly certainly better uh, position than they were different. last year. But yeah, but uh, it's it just in my mind scary, right? <laughs> it was a little a little bit scary. You, you want to close a series out when you have a chance. Do you give a team an, an inch in there and it just you just you don't know? I mean, you know what's what's his name was really good last night in net. Uh, maybe the Golden Knights could have put more traffic in him a little bit, or at least get more. You know, there wasn't a lot of rebounds on him. Now you got the other situation is is Markstrom going to be well enough to play in Game Six, and well, or will they decide to go with Demko again? Is Flurry going to start Game Six, leading the possibility that if there is a Game Seven, you've got Leonard fresh, ready to go? You know, right. still, you know, what do you, what do you do there? So because a game that's back to back night, so there's still some things to be to be worked out before uh, puck drop tomorrow night. Okay, well, let me throw you. I told Jesse Granger that this morning. He asked a question on social media about um, the goaltending. Uh, was the goaltending that good for Vancouver, or was the Golden Knights just not uh, being able to convert chances? And I said, I think uh, Travis Green took a little playbook away from Pete DeBoer, and he said by playing Demko. I, and I know that you know there was an illness or whatever with. Uh, with Markstrom, but um, by playing Demko, maybe he got a little more out of his team, which is what Pete DeBoer said about playing Flurry the other night in the second game of a back-to-back. He said, I knew the guys were going to play hard for him. So um, maybe that's what Vancouver got last night was a better effort because the backup goaltender was a net, but I don't think that holds out. And, and I told Jesse, I said, in my opinion, it's over tomorrow night, but um, you know, that's why you play the games. Just ask Dallas and Cal- and uh, Colorado right now. There, <laughs> yeah, and that game's yeah, that game's going on right now. And Colorado, and, and Colorado is taking it to so. them at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the, the score yeah. not not indicative of just how well they're they're playing and dominating. But so yeah, I think uh, I think that's uh, a big possibility. So. Well, another great show. Thanks for uh, for all your help today, coming on a little early as well as we uh, decided to do a little doubleheader show today. So we'll have a special professional hockey Southwest Weekly uh, coming up in about a half an hour at 7.30 Pacific time. Stephen, take it away with your read, and we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Vote of the Best Ford Dealer in Arizona, Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, is presenting partner of the Sunday special. Asked to see our friend Kevin Wood. Tell him Ice Time Hockey Southwest sent you to see the top-selling lines of four trucks and more.
Cold beers and cheeseburgers. Our dining rooms, in accordance to CDC guidelines, are open in all 12 Valley locations and in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information. T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Shea and Tatum and let him show you the power of the new T-Mobile. Now you can bring the best of Las Vegas home. Stop by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard near the new Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas and pick up bottle or three of our championship barbecue sauce home. By Summer Skates, your team can design its own logo and show it off with pride on our koozies and shower shoes. Team discounts available. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the Mask, for all of your hockey needs, visit any of our three locations or go to BehindTheMask.com. By College Bar and Grill, in Tempe, by ASU fans, for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, learn to play hockey sessions are back for kids and kids at heart. See OceansideIceArena.net for more details. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, score a Roger Klein hat trick. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try each of our three styles of the best-tasting tequila. By OxyPow, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. By M-Drive, go to mdriveformen.com. Try our new Relax Supplement for better sleep. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by the Ice Den, Scottsdale and Chandler. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey Southwest podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also newly available on the TuneIn app. Let's see if my Alexa goes off here. Just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. I don't know that. Uh, he doesn't know it yet. I guess i got to install it on there. It's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the Ice Time Hockey SW com network <laughs> i love it i love it awesome job Stephen. i appreciate it. our thanks to uh, john hogan the uh, mr everything at the uh, university or actually maryville university chesterfield missouri the director of hockey the acha d1 coach brought on a d2 team now a women's team uh, lots of good things happening and who knows there may even be a quicker trip to st louis coming up for us if the National tournament should get moved around, but again, yeah. that's uh, still up in the air. But I'll tell you what, the facility is beautiful. The uh, the environment's beautiful. It, it's a great city. Uh, it would be a lot of fun. It would be. By the way, I, I want to say this, too. The best news of the day is Vin Scully is on social media. <laughs> at the Vin Scully on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Again, the myth, the legend himself, Vin Scully, now is going to be sharing his wisdom on social media, so that is great um, news. I uh, saw, the, I saw the first tweet today; it was fantastic. Yes. So, great point. Glad you brought it up. Also, so, let you know that the uh, the Henderson Silver Knights have a head coach. I'm not even going to venture. I'm going to call him Coach Manny <laughs> until somebody tells me the correct way to to say his last name. But uh, congratulations to Coach Manny on coming on board as the first coach of the Henderson Silver Knights. And uh, I think I can say this now, since the Coyotes are out of the playoffs, I can say. Go Knights go, as we hope for a, a Desert Southwest team to continue to move forward in the NHL playoffs. Stephen, thanks again for your time. We will uh, talk to you all next week. And uh, for all of you podcasters, stay tuned for our 7.30 special edition show of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly in about 30 minutes. Have a good night. Yeah.